0: is good
1: morning
0: Welcome to the house of the Lord, and those of you watching online, we welcome you in the name of the Lord. Today is the sixth Sunday of Easter. The message for today will come to you from Pastor Joe Robb, the mission executive of the CNH district. The disciples thought they knew what Jesus was saying. But it was before Easter, and they could not understand. They would, in that day, that is, after Jesus' victory and the spirit's gift of faith, now we with them know that he has overcome the world, and all opposition, and even death itself. John's vision in Revelation depicts a perfect Jerusalem, clear and beautiful, with the lamb as his lamb, anticipating such nearness of God. In this our day, we come pray, asking for whatever we need, confident of our father's hearing. In the reading from Acts, Paul has to tell everyone about this Easter joy. And the Lord opens Lydia's heart. She is baptized and opens her home for Paul and Luke. To use to tell others. With the clarity of our spirit given Easter joy, we know, pray, and tell. Let us sing our opening hymn. Here I am to worship. Stand. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. On another day, the one before he gave his life for us, our Lord said, In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Today, this side of Easter, we're gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we cannot free ourselves from our sinning and our sinful condition. Let us therefore ask our Heavenly Father for forgiveness for Jesus' sake. Silence for reflection on the Word of God and our sinful condition. Almighty God. Have mercy us.
1: Forgive us our sins and lead us to everlasting
0: life. Amen. Although Jesus foretold about the disciples scattering that very night, Yet he said, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, I therefore forgive you your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, and may your peace also be with you. Amen. We sing, mercy calls us. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Jesus said, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. For peace in the body of Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Jesus said, Take heart, I have overcome the world. For the peace of the whole world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Jesus said, Whatever you ask, of the Father in my name, He will give it to you for peace for, of for all who offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Help, save, and comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. Lord have mercy. Amen. The power of your love. We sing that song. Continue then. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, the giver of life and all good things, by your holy inspiration, grant that we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guide, accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please sit. Good
2: Good morning. First reading for this morning is found in Acts chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedo- <coughs> excuse me, Macedonia and help us. When Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on to, into Macedonia, concluding that God has called us to preach the gospel to them. So, setting sail from Troas, <coughs> we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and there to Philippi, which is a leading city in the district of Macedonia, and a Roman colony, we remained in the city some days, and on Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who had heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thratura a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized, and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. This is the word of the Lord. Christ has risen from the dead. the Father has crowned him with glory and honor. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. He has put all things under his feet. The epistle for today is found in the last book of the Bible, Revelations chapter 21, and also verses 9 through 14 and 21 to 27. <clears throat> then came one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls full of seven plagues, and spoke to me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain. And he showed me the holy city of Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall, Twelve gates, and at the twelve gates, at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates of the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. And on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations. And on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb.
3: The twelve gates were
2: twelve pearls, and each of the gates made of a single pearl. And The street of the city was pure gold, transparent as glass. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine upon it, for the glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. Nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah! We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Hallelujah. For
0: the Lord, you, will you will have have to be the take, take heart. heart. I I have Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the fifth chapter. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the, the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed. And he took up his bed and walked. This is the gospel of the Lord. Today, from Pastor Rob.
4: Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, that you have sent your Son into this world, that he uh, died for us to pay the price for our sins, um, to reunite us to yourself, to reconcile us to yourself, so that we can come to a place like this and be reminded that our sins are forgiven, be restored in our relationship with you, and be um, reconciled with family and to you. Um, But I'm mostly thankful that he rose from the dead. And because of that, we can have eternal life and spend eternity with you. And so, Lord, I praise you uh, that you have sent him into this world and that you saw enough in us to find value uh, in the price of your son's death. Um, But you also um, loved us enough. Um, to know that we were worth it, uh, even though we didn't deserve it. While we were still sinners, you sent Christ to die for us. And so, Lord, we praise you, we thank you, and we thank you that you gave us this cloud of witnesses that give testimony to Jesus Christ, crucified, dead, and also risen and alive and ascended and seated at the throne. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would um, be with us, that the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight, O rock and our redeemer and Lord. Amen. Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father through our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is risen. He He is is risen indeed. Hallelujah. My name is Pastor Joe Robb, and I serve as the assistant uh, to the president of the CNH District, President Mike Lang. I oversee the missions, uh, helping congregations like yours be more missional. Um, If there's anything we can do to help you, uh, we do that for congregations not only in Hawaii, uh, but also Uh, In northern california and northern parts of nevada as well and so know that you are not alone Even if you're sitting there alone even if you're in a small group in a congregation setting right now understand that you are joined by uh, thousands of people and Schools and congregations and preschools and high school um, That are all working for the same goal to make jesus more known uh, In these areas uh, so that more will come to know jesus as their lord and savior Today I want to focus on one of my favorite uh, passages. In fact, it's probably my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is Paul's kind of, uh, I guess I would say it this way, Paul's chapter about um, focusing on what really matters. I don't know about you, but I have four children, and I'm finding myself saying a lot of the same things to my kids that my parents said to me when I was growing up, which... Uh, Things you probably thought you'd never say to your kids, um, but now you're saying them. Like, just the other day, I was driving with my kids in the car, and I said, you don't bite your sister's forehead. Uh, Things, honestly, I thought I'd never say, but there's even little things that my parents were instilling in my brain that now subconsciously I pass along to my kids, and one of them is focus on what matters. Stop being distracted. My parents used this when I was doing homework. My parents used this when I was supposed to be cleaning my room. Uh, and now I'm saying the same things to my kids. Stop being distracted. Focus on what matters. Look at a clock. How much time do you have? Let's move on and go forward with this uh, so that we can go do something more fun and more productive with our day. Uh, and my kids cannot grasp this concept And maybe I can't either half the time. Uh, But here, I think, is really what Paul is trying to say. At the end of the day, what really matters, and that is that Christ himself was crucified and risen. And if he did not rise from the dead, then we should be mocked, we should be made fun of, uh, and we should be ridiculed and pitied. So here we hear from uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then not even Christ has been raised. And so Paul's writing to these people after the resurrection of Jesus who don't believe that there could be a bodily resurrection. And Paul says, if that's true, then Jesus didn't rise. And if Jesus didn't rise, then God's a liar. Then go out and live your life however you want. Do whatever it is you please. Eat, drink, be merry, for today you are alive and tomorrow you will perish. Uh, End of story. But if Jesus was indeed risen, then how you live your life matters. And why you live your life matters. And so Paul comes down and says, all of Christianity hinges on one moment of history. And that is if Jesus Christ rose on that Easter Sunday or not. Why does this matter? Let me tell you a story. When I was in the seminary, I had a friend who I loved dearly, who grew up Lutheran. And he sent me a message and said, Joe, I just have a question for you. I want to know what separates Christianity from everything else. Because I was raised Lutheran in the United States, and because of that, I now consider myself a Lutheran. I don't necessarily believe everything about Christianity, and I was really caught up in the culture of what Christianity was about in America, and kind of, I mean, even more so now, this was 15 years ago, but now the attacks from the outside saying Christianity is a bunch of fooey, it's a bunch of nonsense, it doesn't matter. And so he said, if I grew up in India, would I be Hindu just because my parents were Hindu? And he said, and if you come back to me and say you just have to have faith, I'm going to blow my mind. Because everybody just says you have to have faith. It doesn't seem that simple. Now on the one hand, I thought, maybe he just needs to have a little bit of faith. And just say, yes, I'm not in control. I'm not God. I don't know how it happened. But I went back to my professor, uh, who is not known for being a real caring and practical person. And I said, how do I respond to my friend? And he said, let me take a stab at it. And so uh, Dr. Okamoto uh, uh, wrote an email for me, and he said, here's the deal. Uh, It's not a matter of faith. It's a matter of fact. If Jesus Christ was dead, just as he claimed he would be, Remember Jesus, all the way through his ministry, said, one day they will kill me and I will rebuild this temple in three days. He prophesied of his own death and resurrection and every first century Jewish person knew the only person who could bring back life, the only way that he could do it is by some outside power uh, of of God. And so Jesus testifies there and so Dr. Okamoto said, listen, if he stayed in the grave, he wasn't God. He was just a crazy lunatic. And he made things up. But if he rose from the dead, then everything changes. Because he lived his whole life doing things only God could do miracles, walking on water, controlling nature, raising people from the dead, restoring sight, feeding miraculously. And he claimed to have the authority of God. And there he was dead, and there he was risen. And so if he was indeed risen from the dead, then he was God. And so it's not a matter of faith, it's a matter of fact. And the way we know he was risen is exactly the same argument Paul uses in the verses leading up to the words we just previously read. From 1 Corinthians chapter 15. For I delivered to you as of first importance, what really mattered, he's saying, what I also received, that Christ died for the sins in accordance with the scriptures, just as he claimed he would. That he was buried, and they he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, some of whom are still alive, although many have fallen asleep. He then appeared to James and to the other apostles. And last of all, as to one untimely born, he also appeared to me, that is Paul. And so what Paul's doing is he's setting up this argument to say, listen, Jesus didn't just come and there wasn't just this rumor about him. He appeared to people, lots of people, hundreds of people, so that they could give testimony to who Jesus was, that he was actually dead, that he was actually risen. So the very same people who saw him on the cross got to interact with him later. Thomas has the record of him actually touching hands, so he's actually feeling that Jesus is not some ghost or some hologram or some weird figment of imagination. Jesus sits down at the end of Luke and eats broiled fish with people. Ghosts don't eat human physical food. And so Jesus makes it very clear that he is indeed the Son of God, that he is indeed risen from the dead. And so the story with my friend goes something like this. For years he doubted, but he always clung to the thing that if Jesus really was dead, that we have, and he was really dead, which we all know that part. But that if he rose, that means there was this big conspiracy of people who saw him, who made this up, and who grounded it in nothing except their wild imagination. Maybe he really was alive. I'm happy to report that my friend and his wife and their daughter attend faithfully at a church. They give generously of what God has given them, and he is grounded in his faith, not because he just has to have faith, but because of the fact that Jesus Christ was dead and risen again. Now, Paul gives these testimonies, and this is why I think it's the most important book of the Bible, or chapter of the Bible, is because this is the kind of stuff that we understand. This is what matters most. This is what my parents were always saying. Don't be distracted by the other stuff of the world. Like, bad things happen in the world. Crazy things happen in the world. And yet at the heart of everything, we have a God who loves us so much that he sent his son into this world, not only to die for us, but more importantly, to rise again for us. To forgive our sins and pay the price on the cross, but then to secure eternal life, a chance to be reconciled with the Father through Jesus, through his death, through his resurrection. And so in a world where we can easily get distracted and when the pundits and the people who hate us call us and mock us and call us out and try and cancel us and laugh at us and and scorn us, we must come back to the words of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If Jesus Christ was indeed not raised from the dead, then they are right But if he rose from the dead, here's the good news. That Jesus Christ came and died and rose to reconcile a crazy, distracted world to himself. That he came to help and to heal and to to provide a chance for you and for I and for the rest of the world. To know that we are not God, but that we are loved and cared for by a God who would do anything, including giving up his own son to die for us. And that is something that the world is longing for, especially over the past year of pandemic, when isolation has taken its toll, when people have been hurting, when people have been suffering, and people have been left absolutely hopeless, they are more in need of help and hope that simply we can provide them through who Jesus is. They have searched the world. They have become addicts. They have become isolated. They have become uh, even more sinful for the most part. And yet our God says... I love you enough, despite all your sinning and despite even more sinfulness than perhaps you had even before. I love you and Jesus Christ, my son, came and died for you and rose for you so that your sins are forgiven, but also so that you can have eternity with me in a place where moths and rust do not destroy, in a place where pain and mourning does not exist, in a place where masks and pandemics and isolation does not exist. in need eternity with Jesus, the one who died and rose again for you. And for a world who didn't even want him. And a world who rejected him. Friends, what matters most in our lives, what matters most at the heart of our faith is that Jesus Christ did indeed get out of that tomb, which is why we celebrate and we're excited to be here together after Easter
3: to rejoice at
4: the goodness of who God is. We spent six long, hard weeks in Lent, and now we spend seven long, wonderful weeks in Easter. The church here is set up so that Easter always triumphs, so that if you mourn for 40 days and for six weeks, you can rejoice for even more time. So that we can get out of the winter doldrums, that we can move into the summer and have reason to celebrate that will bring us again back to the Easter story each and every single day of our lives. To know that we ourselves were so broken and so sinful and yet Christ died and rose for us ought to give a world out there hurting the hope and help that we ourselves have first received, that we now extend to them as Christians and as the church to make sure that they understand who this Jesus is. Friends, what matters most is that we proclaim this good news. What matters most to you is to understand that you are loved, that you have a purpose now to go proclaim the good news of who Jesus is and to understand that you were valued so much that our Lord sent his son Jesus into this world to rescue you, to redeem you, and to make you his own. Praise be to God for this great news, and may it be a joy for you as it is for me here as we proclaim the goodness of who God is and of what he's done for us. It's in his name I pray it for each and every one of us. Amen.
0: We praise God for Pastor Rob. Please stand and let's reaffirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible, and, all things visible and, invisible, and, and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God and light of light. Being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. Let us pray. In that day, Jesus said, we would pray directly to our Father in Heaven, this side of Easter and Pentecost. We know that all we ask is based on our Lord's death and resurrection. Let us take our concerns to our Heavenly Father. We pray that the Spirit works faith in the hearts of many people who do not know about our Lord's overcoming the world through his death and resurrection. Grant that they join us to pray to our Father in heaven, to hallow his name, and to be instruments of his kingdom and will. Let the peoples praise you, O oh God. Let praise you. We pray for people who call out to God for daily bread, everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, those who are sick, in need of adequate food, clothing or shelter, in conflict with family or neighbor, oppressed unjustly, dealing with calamity by fire or water, going into harm's way for the good of others and those near and dear to us. Grant that they place their hope in Jesus' overcoming the world, realize God's protection and care, and find peace in God's answer to their prayers. Let the peoples praise you, O God. And all the praise you. We pray for people who do not know the complete forgiveness for their trespasses that Christ has won for them, and those who have stayed away from his protection into false belief and despair. Grant that God surround them with people bringing them his forgiveness in word and deed. So that they might overcome the devil, the world, and their own sinful natures to win the victory. Let the peoples praise you, O God. All the
1: praise
0: you. We ask God to answer those prayers we have not put into words, but are still known to Him, our Heavenly Father. Hear us, O Lord, for the sake of the death and resurrection of your Son. In whose name we pray, let the peoples praise you. O God. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, it shall be so. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly good, right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, and most especially, are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sin of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we lord and magnify your glorious name, ever po- evermore praising you and saying, Amen. Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he gave it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you, this cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Our Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, You lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. And ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please sit. Welcome to the Lord's Table. Take and eat the body of Christ given for you.
1: Take and eat the body of Christ given for you.
0: take and drink, through blood of Christ, shed for you, the forgiveness of your sins. May the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you, preserve you, and keep you steadfast. Please stand. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Give us the confidence. the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sit. Do we have any announcements? Laura, please.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you. All the donations, all the volunteers. It was the rummage sale was just a fun work party. There was lots of love. There was, uh, I made a new sister in Christ friend this last week. And um, I just thank you for the organized chaos that occurred <laughs> this weekend. Um, I just think it was so much fun. The community looks forward to this rummage sale. Um, I heard from the volunteers that they, they told me this. And um, we made over $4,000, which is really wow. great. So there truly was a lot of Christian love there. Thank you.
2: I've got a few announcements here in the back. Uh, for the recent confirmands, um, there's going to be a meeting here Wednesday night at 530 with Pastor. And then directly after that, we're going to have a VBS meeting at 645, and we'll have pizza and drinks for everybody. Uh, reminder, a memorial for Barbara Alberti is today at 1230 here in the sanctuary. Uh, no Bible study today because of that. And then we still need uh, the VBS supply list. We still need supplies uh, for Rachel to make that happen, and... You can get a copy on my desk there in the office.
3: Good morning. morning. Um, The Early Learning Center is going to have a drive-through spaghetti feet dinner Friday, June 17th from 6 to 7. And it's a fundraiser for us to buy or purchase new furniture for our new program for our little ones for under two years of age. And we will hopefully be opening that in August, which we're moving along pretty fast. So I'm excited because I will actually be the teacher in there. So I will be out of the twos finally. I will be up with the infants. Um, and so it will be, we're going to do it from the gym. So you'll just drive around and Hand us tickets, and we'll give you your plates, and you can head on out. And it's $10 a plate, and um, we are asking for donations of spaghetti sauce, noodles, salad, or French bread. And so if you could bring that in the week of, which, so that's what, Friday the 17th, so somewhere in between there, that would be wonderful. Um, And then next weekend, I will start selling the tickets, and so... um, Just see me next
0: week about it. Thank you. May you walk as redeemed children of light and let your light shine forth in all that you say and do this coming week as you share Jesus Christ our Lord. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.